Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith. As always, this show is powered by Blue Wire Pods. It's also powered by the Butcher's Pub. Three locations, Palmville, Williamsburg, and London, Kentucky. You can visit thebutcherspub.com or check them out on Facebook. Uh, doing things a little different today on Kentucky Daily. Uh, I'm wanting to start this as a series, hopefully, that you all enjoy, especially if you like numbers crunching and, and, and stat breakdowns and scouting reports. I want your feedback on this. Uh, feel free to DM me, please, and let me know if, if this is something that you enjoyed or if it's something that you didn't enjoy. Uh, because I think moving forward the rest of the year, I would like to, in addition to everything that Derek and I record together leading up to Kentucky's opponents, so like even uh, going into Tuesday, can, Derek and I will talk Kentucky Vandy, I'd still like to come back maybe in the same day and do a 10- to 12-minute episode giving you a scouting report on Kentucky's next opponent. So today we're going to do Kentucky, Georgia. We're going to dive into the numbers. I've, I've been inside Ken Palm probably three or four hours today. I've looked at the net. I've looked at lineup usage. I've watched tape. Just trying to give you all a scouting report of what to expect when Georgia walks in to Rupp Arena on Saturday night for a 6 p.m. tip versus Kentucky on the SEC Network. Uh, if this is something you enjoy, please give me some feedback. And if you don't enjoy the, this, give me some feedback. Uh, I, I want to make sure that we're doing everything for our listeners at Kentucky Daily. So this will be going up on the podcast, and then there'll be going uh, some a write-up, a scouting report write-up will be going up on GoBigBlueCountry.com as well. I'm going to use this on the site in addition to the pod. Uh, but before we dive into Georgia, I want to talk about where Kentucky's at in the net. They're right now, they're down to number 17. They're 10th in Ken Palm. I'll pull up the Ken Palm efficiency numbers for you here. Uh, Kentucky is offensively 14th and defensively 15th. So both in the top 20, 115.7 adjusted efficiency offense and 91.1 adjusted efficiency defense. So Kentucky uh, remains in the top 20 in both of that's both of those categories. Georgia is actually 211 in Ken Palm and offensive adjusted adjusted efficiency is 143 at 104 and then defensively 276 at 107.1. It's a Georgia team that has not had a very good year. We'll get into that and all those things in just a few minutes, but a couple of updates for you. Like I said, Kentucky 17th in the net. I'll pull up their team sheet here and give you a rundown of everything that uh of their their quad one opportunities I, I put that on twitter the other day and there, there's a team sheet that i've got here that tells you exactly what they have so this will be a quad four game for kentucky so it's one of those that it does absolutely nothing for you if you win it but if you lose it it doesn't leave your resume it'd be like the evansville loss a few years ago that every time the kentucky do something good you'd still see at the bottom of the graphic well kentucky lost to evansville it'll be one that stays attached to you all the way to selection sunday and probably drops you a full seed line. That's why Kentucky cannot lose uh, this game at Rupp Arena, and I don't expect them to. Uh, but moving forward here, after Georgia, Kentucky has four consecutive quad one opportunities, and Vanderbilt on the road Tuesday night is a quad one opportunity as it stands right now. Uh, so a quad one road opportunity, and I know you all probably know this, it is a the team's ranked 31 through – or sorry, 1 through 75 for away games – one through 50 for neutral site games and one through 30 for home. Uh, so Vanderbilt right now is 69th in the net. And with that being an away game that falls under that one through 75 ranking, it qualifies as a quad one Tuesday night. But this Georgia game is a quad four. But Kentucky has four straight quad ones versus Vandy, Tennessee, Texas A&M, and Auburn. In total, Kentucky has 10 quad one opportunities, five quad two opportunities, and one quad three, and then the quad four 
versus Georgia tomorrow night at Rupp Arena. So if you're going off the net rankings, this is the uh, worst opponent Kentucky will play the rest of the way. And uh, which, which now means we need, we need to dive into this Georgia team and, and just talk to you a little bit about why they've struggled. They did have a four-game losing streak from November 19th and November 28th. It included losses to Georgia Tech, Virginia, Northwestern, and Wolford. Uh, and then they're right now in the midst of a three-game losing streak to East Tennessee State, Gardner-Webb, and Texas A&M. But they did take A&M to the wire. They lost 81-79. to 79. Uh, That game was uh, – where was that game played at? I'm trying to see here. That game was played in Athens – on uh, Tuesday. So Georgia did have a chance to win that game, lost it by two. They, they've been hit with injuries. They've, they've had six different starting lineups this season. They've had their full roster for six of 14 games, and here's why. P.J. Horn, their only returning starter from last year, out for the season. And then Jalen Ingram, their leading rebounder, have been out the last four weeks. So when you, you take a blow like that, you saw what Xavier Wheeler being out of action did. You saw Tata Washington being out down the stretch. You saw what it can do to teams. And uh, that has certainly not helped Tom Crean here at Georgia. But this will be their first game away from home in 46 days, dating back to November 23rd. So it's a team that has been in Athens uh, for over a month and a half. So they, they got to get on the road. And then having to go to Rupp Arena is not an easy task uh, for them. But let's talk about this here. Their roster breakdown, I'm going to take you through their top five or six players, give you some stats, some numbers to look for. Aaron Cook is their starting point guard, 6'2", senior, 10.2 points per game, 2.7 rebounds per game. The sixth best assist rate, according to Ken Palm in college basketball, at 41.9, averaging 6.8 assists per game. For comparison, in Ken Palm, 16th is Xavier Wheeler at 37.7 in those those ratings and assist rate. But this is a guy that has Final Four experience. He played 103 games at Southern Illinois, then played 30 at Gonzaga last year before uh, making the move over to Georgia this season. So uh, a a guy that knows how to play. He's got big game experience. He's the straw that stirs the drink for Georgia, kind of similar to what Xavier Wheeler does for Kentucky uh, right now. And then moving on to the two spot, Jackson Etter. He's a walk-on junior, six foot four. And the stat or the, the thing that stood out to me on film, I watched three or four different Georgia games. He took a charge in all of them. Uh, He has 12 charges taken this year. That makes him a specialist in that category. But when you dive even deeper, he's taken 20 charges in the last 25 games. So that's a, that's a statistic to look for. That's something to watch for tomorrow night, especially if Xavier Wheeler is not available. You don't need a Tata Washington, a Davion Mintz, or even Oscar Sheba, anybody uh, picking up one or two fouls drawn by charge from Jackson Edder. So that, that is something to watch for. Moving on to their three position, their best athlete on the roster, Cario Akindo. I think I said that name right, 6'4", 215, averaging 12.2 points per game, 3.9 rebounds per game, just scored 21 points versus Texas A&M, by far their best athlete on the team. If you let him get loose in transition, he's going to finish over top of you at the rim, very hard to stop downhill. He's been on SportsCenter's top 10 uh, plays list, I know of at least two or three times. I saw that somewhere else uh, in the game notes probably. So that, that's a guy that is a, a highlight tape. He, is, he will take the three. Willing three-point shooter doesn't mean he's a good three-point shooter. He's hit 11 of, a, of 50 attempts this season, uh, so that's something to watch for there as well. Arguably, their best player right now, and definitely playing the best on this team, is their four-man, and that is Noah Bauman. Uh, he is 6'6", 210 pounds, averaging 7.8 points per game, 3.3 rebounds per game. Those stats are kind of misleading because he didn't play a ton in the first five, six, seven games of the year. 
But over the last three games, 25 points, 11 points, and 19 points. So playing much better basketball. And in that stretch, from that four spot, he's hit 19 of 35 threes. So that is a matchup to watch, whether that be Keon Brooks or Jacob Toppin uh, tomorrow night at Rupp Arena. You can't get him loose and, and knock down threes. And he is 26 of 56 from three on the season for 46.4% from three. Uh, that is best on the team. He was 5 of 10 from three-point range versus Texas A&M. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. And a note on this Georgia team. They're, they don't have a great three-point percentage. I think that is around 31%, if I'm not mistaken. Let me double-check here and give you an accurate number. Yeah, 31.2% from three on the year as a team. Uh, but they have had games where they can get hot. They, they do take that three, even though that they don't shoot a high clip of it. Nine games of 20-plus threes taken. They have eight games where they've made seven or more. They were 14 of 34 versus ETSU and seven of 20 versus Texas A&M. So just some recent numbers there. Uh, two of those two games were two of their last three matchups. So this team will take the three, and uh, they do have some dudes that can get hot and uh, make some threes on you. And you know that's something that visiting teams that walk into Rupp Arena, it looks like they're uh, shooting a basketball into an ocean. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. Kentucky will have to guard the three-point line and uh, keep some of these guys from getting hot. Moving on to the five position. Braylon Bridges is their most consistent player. Six foot 11, 240 pounds, 12.8 points per game, 5.9 rebounds per game, which is actually good enough for their leading rebound spot now uh, with Jalen Ingram out. So I think this could be a big game for Oscar. Obviously, Bridges does have some length to him at 6'11 and some size to kind of beat and bang with Oscar at 240. But I could see Oscar Sheboy having a big night uh, in this matchup. He does have 10 double figure scoring games out of 14, two other games of nine points. He has a turnover problem, though. Seven games with three or more turnovers from the spot from, from the five spot, 31 total, total turnovers for the season. That's quite a few turnovers from the five position. So that, that'll be something to watch. Can Kentucky get some easy baskets and some things out of that? Then moving on to the bench, uh, Jabri Abdur-Rahim, 18 of 55 from three-point range, 32.7%, 7.5 points per game. Uh, playing much better as of late. I uh, did have a – I know he had a pretty good game against Memphis as well. Let me see if I can pull up any numbers that dives in deeper to what he's been doing. But like I said, this is a team that uh, just with with the injuries, a lot of new faces. We, we made a lot of talk about Kentucky in the transfer portal. Georgia actually took in a lot more experience than Kentucky did. 4,782 points worth were scored elsewhere. Uh, before they got to Georgia, I already mentioned Aaron Cook and all the experience he had. One of the most experienced players in college basketball uh, played. I mean, he's going to go well over 150, 160 games played for his college career, which is a pretty big deal. 
Overall, Kentucky is 129 and 27 versus Georgia, 62 and 5 in Lexington. Uh, so this is a series that has been dominated by Kentucky over the years. And uh, Kentucky certainly wants to get another win, get back on track in SEC play, get that second win before a tough, tough stretch of play uh, coming up for the Cats. But let's talk a little, little bit of notes about Kentucky as well. Uh, John Calipari did we meet with UK Media today on Zoom talking about uh, everything to go on with this Georgia matchup. Obviously, the number one topic was Sabir Wheeler and his status going into this game. He is still listed as day-to-day with that neck injury. John Calipari said it's still bothering him and uh, was unsure whether or not he would practice on Friday. And then, uh, of course, if he's not going to practice on Friday, you do not know his availability for Saturday. So I'm going to say if Sabir didn't practice today, um, I don't like our chances of seeing him uh, Saturday versus Georgia, which would be a huge loss for him considering he transferred from Georgia. You know, that's a game he's had circled and probably an exciting matchup he was wanting to play in. But we'll see. I'll be at Rep Arena early to give you a breakdown of everything that's going on during warm-ups. If Sabir Wheeler's out there, I'll be sure to get that information out to you ASAP. Uh, but as can, Kentucky goes here in this matchup, there's some more notes that you want to talk about. Shaden Sharp now on campus, officially starting to work out individually with the team. John Calipari said he told him to jump, and he put his head on the rim, and then he took a jump shot and barely got his uh, feet off the ground. So uh, we'll see uh, what happens there. But John Calipari kind of boiled it down to that he's not ready to play. The plan was never to play him, but he also said the word but when he started his next sentence. So uh, given COVID protocols, injuries, you saw what happened Tuesday night. Savir Wheeler goes down. Tata Washington starts cramping. If a guy like Shaden Sharp is on your bench mm, three weeks from now and something like that happens, you, you're probably going to take a look at him. And my, my take is this. If he's good enough to win basketball games for you, especially the NCAA tournament March, you find a way to play him. You, you don't leave that talent sitting on your bench. But it will be Kentucky and Georgia tomorrow night at Rep Arena. Just a reminder, that game is a 6 p.m. Eastern time tip on the SEC network. Uh, please give me some feedback on this. If you, if you like the stats and you like the rundown, uh, and I, I will do more next time. This is just something that I threw together for a, for a late episode. Uh, Derek had plans, wasn't able to hop on here, but that'll be something that we'll do moving forward. In addition to whatever Derek and I record, I will consistently do this uh, scouting report for Kentucky's opponents. We'll have one for Vanderbilt. Uh, stay tuned and locked in to Kentucky Daily's podcast feed. You will have a recap episode of Georgia coming your way as soon as possible following whatever happens at Rupp Arena tomorrow night. Until then, I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily. 